Get It In Ya is an experimental sketch comedy podcast. The sketches are recorded by our performers in their homes and brought to you fresh by Big Fork Theatre. Welcome to the podcast. Please rise for the Hulk National Anthem. Get it in ya. Jerry, thanks so much for being here to see the final cut of the remake of Titanic. Um, you know, I know it was a big challenge. It's surprising that me, Catherine Bigelow, James Cameron's ex-wife, wanted to take on the project, but I, I'm excited for you to see my vision of Titanic, the remake. Catherine, what can I say? You come highly recommended to me when I decided that I wanted to remake one of the biggest movies ever made and make it even bigger. I knew you were the one to take on the challenge. The original Titanic, I felt, was too impersonal. So I, I've really tried to focus on the boat and bring the boat to life and give the boat the shots that it needs. And the thing that people don't understand about boats that me and me and James actually did share, how just sexy boats are. i, I got to admit, Catherine, I'm not sure you know what the word impersonal means, but uh, I'm willing to just sit back and watch a master yeah, at let's, work. Yeah, let's watch the opening shots. Now, I think what you'll observe, um, I'll just uh, play the opening shot what we really tried to do with this was to capture the splashing of the ocean waters on the hull of the ship and how it really makes the voluptuous curves of the ship you know shine in the moonlight let me just, I'll just pause it there Catherine you've really taken some li- liberties here uh if, if you painted the ship like a, a deep golden bronze tan color I wanted to really emphasize the sexy lines of the ship and I thought what's sexier than the human skin tone so I I did I did take a bit of a liberty that the Titanic is now beige uh, but it is a sexy shimmery beige uh, I, I can see now I, I fast forward at least 12 minutes and we're still seeing just various shots of water splashing on a Look, I'm going to be honest, on first view, it does not look like the Titanic. It seems to have mm. multiple curves. Mm. Um, mm, mm, mm. It, it, it seems to have a, a... Well, we all know, Jerry, <laughs> boats are hot. And that's what people come to see. When they see a movie about boats, they come to see a hot movie. All right? And I think you'll agree. Can you hear the soundtrack? We, we didn't get Hans Zimmer or whoever the hell it was back. <laughs> we have gone with an... It's a different energy. You hear that? Mm. That's, a lot, that's a lot of slap bass. Mm. A lot of slap bass, Catherine. Isn't it? Sorry for dancing in my seat, but this really gets me going. <laughs> it's a, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, Catherine. It makes me think that the, the boat's going to be delivering a pizza. All right. All right. Okay. It may be a bit cheesy, but I think it puts the audience in the mood for the rest of the movie, which is famously sexy. I mean... We loved Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio's romance in the original. Well, how about this scene with the two lead characters? Now, this conversation took a long time to get. You know, it was really hard to capture the authentic emotions. And here, in this moment, where they're discussing 
something very sexy. You can see the real spark that we got out of these actors. Let me mm. let me stop you there, Catherine. They're, mm. they're just saying different boat terminology. Mm. Mm. Starboard. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right. Land heart. <laughs> You're right there, Catherine. You're looking a little hot under the collar. No, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, Jerry. <laughs> The dialogue is the dialogue, but what's really important is the action, you know, the action sequences. Something that we've inserted is to, again, humanise the boat. It's a bit of a boat flashback. As in like a flashback to the boat being built in the docks? No, it's a flashback to when the boat was younger, you know, when the boat was more carefree, when the boat wore spaghetti straps and didn't worry about cellulite, you know, when the boat was just being a boat, you know, sexy. Uh all right, we'll, we'll watch it, but I'd, mm. I'd just like to point out this is famously the first voyage of the Titanic. It really yeah. really doesn't have much to flash back to, but all right. Think about it like this, Jerry, how I like to think about it. It's the first voyage, much like losing your virginity. Let's just let's just watch it, Catherine. <coughs> is, is that just... <coughs> is that the... It appears to be the boat <coughs> animated to look like it's playing <coughs> tennis with <coughs> loud grunts. <coughs> now, Okay, now it's... <coughs> Now it's having water poured over it, and, it's, and the, the boat's wearing a white T-shirt. Isn't it so compelling? Visually compelling? Uh, it, there is a lot to behold. Now, Catherine, is the only time we'll be seeing the boat with arms and legs while it's playing tennis? It's actually one of the reasons that I brought you in for this screening, Jerry. I wanted to pitch to you that if we could just increase our CGI budget by 15%, we could put arms and legs in every scene. Catherine, I don't think we need the boat to have arms and legs in every scene it's primarily in the water let's move ahead to a scene which i think would really benefit from some arms and legs and and i know that you've commented on the shots of the of the water splashing and and i will let you know there is a lot of water splashing in the lead up to this next scene but this is the famous iceberg scene some would say the most important scene in the entire film yeah in this scene we see the boat almost coming of age in its interaction with the iceberg. Mm. Mm. Okay, I'm just going <clears> to... <throat> mm. Catherine, mm. you know, we have to pause it there. Mm-hmm. That's just the boat mounting the iceberg. I don't know what you mean. It, it's a beautiful coming together of iceberg Oh, it's something and is boat. something is coming together. That is certain, Catherine. But I can... I cannot... Put this scene in the film if we wanted to get an M15 plus rating. Now, I know a lot of this film has been extremely sexy, but this is, if anything, this is a bit sad, this moment. It's a loss of innocence for the boat. A loss of innocence for the iceberg. We have made an alternative cut you might prefer. And so this one, you know, we really focus on the tragedy right. of the sinking. And, and as I said, you know, in the previous version of Titanic, it was a lot about the human loss of life. What we're facing is the loss of the boat in this scene. And you can see by the way that we've shot it and the water splashing against it. Catherine, I I don't know how you've done it. While you have aimed for tragic, this is almost sexier than the iceberg scene. I don't know what you mean. The undulations of the boat are emblematic of a sobbing, crying, weeping boat. Those, uh, I, I would characterize them as moans. That's fine. I guess we just fast forward to the end of the movie you can see here the uh final shots of the film we've got the boat i'm sinking into the ocean it's wearing a bikini it's not just wearing a bikini as you'll see if we just go forward it's uh it's got pasties on its nipples if we could just get a bit of extra cgi money it's 
Nipples could be even perkier. This movie end. Burlesque routine. A dying ship. It's more of a tragic dance. <sighs> Catherine. I have already sunk a lot of money in this film. You can have $300 million more. Get it in Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the University of Queensland press room where we have an astonishing announcement about a new vaccine for the coronavirus COVID-19. This is amazing. So quick. I know. Isn't it incredible? And now I can't wait to hear the details of this new vaccine. Ladies and gentlemen, please hush now, and I welcome Professor Nguyen-Nguyen-Nguyen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I am Professor Nguyen-Nguyen-Nguyen, and my team have been working tirelessly on a new vaccine for the coronavirus COVID-19 here at the University of Queensland, and I'm very, very proud to announce that at this point, we have no vaccine yet. No, well, what are we doing here? This is a very big breakthrough and very, very newsworthy. Thank you, Dr. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you are part of the University of Queensland alumni, please give generously because our scientists are on the cusp of a breakthrough. That's right. We are nowhere near a breakthrough. And obviously, without full-fee paying foreign students, they need support from you. No, what a fucking Grumble if you like, but no one is leaving this room today until they've donated at least $100,000. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Get it in ya. Do you love Louis C.K. jokes but hate Louis C.K.? Do you find it hard to separate the man from the material or wonder if you even should at all? Well, we've taken the moral quandary out for you. Introducing Judy Does Louis, an hour comedy special of Louis C.K.'s best jokes. Delivered by Britain's national treasure of stage and screen, Dame Judy Dench. Enjoy all his classics without the sex pest, including how to tell if you're a bad person. You can figure out how bad of a person you are by how long you waited to masturbate after 9-11. <laughs> and for me, it was between the two buildings coming down. I had to, otherwise they'd win. And also, hell schedule. And now, I'm blowing a demon in hell. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I shouldn't have lied so much, or, or whatever. A breathtaking performance by an Academy Award winner, helping you enjoy Louie without Louie. And the best part is, Dame Judy Dench is not a pervert, <laughs> to our knowledge. A cunt coming out of a cunt. Take a bow, Judy. This is episode one of a hundred-part series as Judy writes the jokes of a lot of wrong comedians. Follow Judy's journey into the comedy world as she takes the mic as Judy does Aziz. You're sitting on the computer working on something really important and you think, man, did Home Alone 2 make more money than Home Alone 1? <laughs> Or take to the seas with a moving monologue as Captain Barbosa in Judy Does Jeffrey. 
You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Chilling, Dame Judy Dench. And his bonus content is Gilbert Gottfried does Ellen. Be nice to each other. I'm Ellen. Can I dance yet? Chilling. Coming to Netflix in November, Me Too For You, featuring Judy Dench and Gilbert Gottfried. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, I'm Ellen. Get it in ya. It's dark and I'm just lying here, trying to fall asleep. My brain decides that now's the time to get a little deep. What's the true meaning of life? What happens when we die? I probably won't find out tonight, but my brain's sure gonna try. Bedtime thoughts. Who needs to sleep when I can lie awake with my bedtime thoughts? Nothing to distract me from my never-ending bedtime thoughts. Bedtime thoughts. Here comes a cringy memory, and it's playing on a loop. My mind sure likes to torture me, and make me feel like poop. Then who should show up in my mind? But my ex-boyfriend Nick Why didn't that work out again? Oh yeah, cause I'm pathetic, pathetic Bedtime thoughts Who needs to sleep when I can lie awake with my bedtime thoughts? Nothing else to do but lie here thinking bedtime thoughts Bedtime thoughts I can't believe I'm still awake It must be getting late But there's still time to contemplate My many past mistakes Why did I say and do the things I said and did back then? I can't undo the past but I can replay it again and again and again and the bedtime thoughts Who needs to sleep when I can lie awake with my bedtime thoughts? Round and round and round they go my never ending bedtime thoughts Bedtime thoughts And I really just wanna sleep But these thoughts in my mind They keep me up And sometimes I wish there was a button I could press Maybe on my forehead That would send me to sleep right away then, if I had a button like that, anyone could probably press it and make me fall asleep at any time. 
so it is probably for the best that I don't have one. Bedtime thoughts. Who needs to sleep when I can lie awake with my bedtime thoughts? Kinda like shower thoughts, but when you're in your bed, my bedtime thoughts. Bedtime thoughts. Round and 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 round they go. My bedtime thoughts. Bedtime thoughts. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? Bedtime thoughts. How do snakes move when they don't have any legs? Bedtime thoughts. Who needs to sleep anyway? Get it in ya. Welcome back. And for those that are just joining us, it's been a truly fabulous morning of paint drawing. Jono? Certainly has, Tim. Today is, of course, Mission Brown Fence. And it's great to be commentating again on these drawing of the older colours. Definitely, Jono. Lately, there's just been too much slate grey and creams. In fact, Marge, can you check the database and find out how long it's been since we've done Mission Brown? I'm guessing five years. Yeah, that sounds about right to me. And uh, it's important to remember that this older paint behaves differently. It's more matte, doesn't absorb as well, so difficult conditions, but let's see how they handle it. So this morning was just gripping. Today, we've got Steve and his apprentice, Shano, and wasn't it good to see how Steve just led Shano through this? Oh yeah, it's always funny to watch The Apprentices. So eager, keen, full of intent. Sometimes, it's got to steady up a bit. And this is where the experience of Steve really came into its own. Just calmed the boy down, made sure that the job is actually as big as he told the owner it was. In fairness, Jono, I do think Shano was a bit hungover this morning, which did help Steve. Well, good captaincy taking advantage of that. Anyway, we're all up to the important touch dry now. The mission brown absorbed perhaps a little bit quicker than anyone expected, mm. and the humidity-temperature combination skinned it over within the first hour. I oh, know, great result. And they had that wet paint sign fabricating up very soon after that. It's important to keep the momentum. Yeah, look, too soon for mine. I always like to wait a bit longer, do a better job of the sign, but Sharpie marker on a box flap was perfectly serviceable. Got the job done. <laughs> so you can see them over there now in the Smoko area, just waiting on it being touched dry. Steve, the old hand, has his regular sausage roll and flavoured milk. And to me, to me, it looks like the young fella's just having a Red Bull. Yeah, look, I think you're right. But I'll tell you what, this is the crucial point. The touch dry is important. Go too early, sweat. Too late, be judged harshly. Sorry to interrupt you there, but I think Steve's moving. Oh, no, sorry, he's just adjusting himself. No, no, he's going. He's put down the milk and he's brushing the sausage roll scrums off the white overall. Definitely moving. It's only five minutes after Smoko was supposed to end. He's at the fence now and... Oh, he's touched it. A oh, quick look at the finger and it's dry. Great work. Well, I can hardly stand this. He's even licked another finger now and tried that. That is confidence. Great to see. Oh, paint-drying fans, settle in, because this is turning into a super event. In another six hours, this will be ready for another coat. Get It In Ya is a Big Fork Theatre production. Find us online at bigforktheatre.com 
and on social media at Big Fork Theatre.